Good Sunday morning, good Sunday morning. Welcome to Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church, where the Reverend Woodrow Wilson is pastor. Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church is located in the beautiful city of Panama City, Florida. So if you ever find yourself down in the Panhandle region, feel free to stop in and say hello there, hi there, howdy there, one Sunday morning and join us in worship service. This morning, we're glad to have you listening in. Once again, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that God brought us down through another week through trials, through tribulations, through ups and downs, ins and out. Yet in all, he still has been faithful and he still has been good. I know if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, if you can inhale and exhale, if things may not be as you desire, things may not be exactly as you want it, but tell somebody it's still good this morning because it's still all God this morning. He's still been faithful. He's still been proven to be on our side. Let's go down in prayer. This morning, kind and everlasting, Father, we thank you, Father, for being good, being kind, and being faithful. Thank you for making death hell grave and to obey your command last night. Didn't let no thieves break in, didn't let no fires break out. Even thank you this morning, Father, for waking us up clothed in our right mind for the regional portion, life, health, and strength. Thank you for the raiment on our back and shoes on our feet. Thank you, for Father, for the sense that we have in our head. Even thank you, Father, for taking a moment to allow us to bow our head to say thank you, Father, because there was a time in our lives, Father, on a Sunday morning, or any morning for that fact of the matter, we might not have taken the time to say thank you, Father. We might have just started on with our day without giving reverence to you, which is due to thy high and holy name, Father. We ask that you come in and be our unseen guest. Let everything be done decently and orderly that your name may get the praise, the glory, and the honor which is due to it. 
Forgive us of all our sins and all our transgressions. Blot out our sins and our transgressions, but see not our sins and our transgressions when you see us, Father, but see the blood of your son, Jesus, that died on Calvary's cross for the remissions of our sin, Father. But we don't want to continue in sin, Father, but help us push on to higher heights and deeper depths in you, Father. For when it's all said and done, Father, we want to hear servants. Well done. Enter into the joy of the Lord, Father. Now, bless our Sunday school this morning. Bless our review. Even bless the preach word that's going to be said this morning, Father. That we might have help, hope, and might be healed, Father, down through the week. For whatever trials, tribulations, and temptations may come our way, that we might be able to stand, Father. Help us and hold our hands. Neither leave us nor forsake us. We pray this prayer in the awesome, able, almighty name of Jesus and God's children said amen. This week's Sunday school lesson is quite uh, intense. Uh, the title of it is called Just Do It. It's taken from the book of James, second chapter, verses 14 through 26. But I'm here to tell you this morning, Sunday school, if you want to have a true understanding of today's lesson, you can't start at verse 14. You got to start at verse one and read all 26 versions of today's lesson to have the proper context of exactly what's going on. So let's give everybody a quick review so we have everybody is up to date. Remember, James is the brother of Jesus Christ. He called himself in the first chapter of the book of James. He called himself a servant to God Almighty and a servant to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He said it is his job but to do but their will because a servant doesn't determine their own way. A servant doesn't determine what they do, what they won't do. A servant doesn't determine their own will. They only do the will of their master. And that's a word for us today. God needs to be our master this morning. Jesus needs to be our master. And we need to be servants, not to ourselves. Not to our companies, not to our families or our friends. We need to be servants of the most high God and servants to his Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Remember, James was writing this letter. He was writing this epistle to the church. At this point in time, when James is writing this epistle, the church is broken up. They're scattered all abroad, all over in five to six different countries. So they don't have the strength of being together as one body because they're spread apart. So he's writing this letter to the church and he's telling them, just do it according to the Sunday school lesson. James, uh, when you get in chapter two, he's telling them, you don't need to have respect of persons because if you have respect of persons, you're an error of God's will. You're an error of God's law. Then he went on to say, don't find yourself to be so religious or to think that you're so holy, because if you offend at one point of the law, you offend at all points of the law. And you find that in verse uh, chapter two, verse 10, for whosoever keepeth the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Once again, just so you have a clear understanding of what's going on. James is not writing this letter to everybody. James is writing this to the children of Israel at this point in time. He's not writing it to the Gentiles. He's writing this letter to the church. Because, you know, sometimes in the church we can be what is called too religious and focus too much on doctrine that we forget the simple things. 
because we become so intellectual, we become some holy. So James is trying to stir up their pure mind. He's not writing this to the Gentiles. He's writing this to the church. When you look in the key verse of today's Sunday school lesson, you see it says this one thing. When you get to verse 26, for the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead also. If we're going to have works this morning, we got to have faith. If we got to have faith this morning, we got to follow up, tell somebody what some works. So let's flow through the Sunday school lesson real quick, just so you can have a true understanding of what's going on. Verse 14 reads on this wise. So what does it profit, my brother, if a man said he had faith and not have works? Can faith save him? Verse 14, we see right there is the proposition. You're saying, Reverend Jamie, what is a proposition? A proposition is simply just a statement that affirms or denies something. Here it is. James is debating. He's talking to the church. He's debating and denying the belief that some people have that you can just have faith and not have works. He's giving them the proposition saying that now. I can't get with you that you can just have faith and not have works. But if you're going to have faith this morning, you got to follow up your faith with works. Verse 15 and verse 16, he's just giving a clearer understanding so you can have an illustration of what he means. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of food and one of you say, depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, not standing, notwithstanding to give not those things which is needful to the body, what does it profit? So you can tell somebody, all right, just have faith in God, everything going to be okay. And you know they have need. If you just tell them have faith and not have works, your religion is vain. Your faith is vain. Because you need to follow up telling somebody they need to have faith by showing them that faith is justified by works. Verse 17, the proposition is simply restated. Even so, faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. Then in what I like about James, verse 18, he wants you to know the opposing um, argument. Yea, if a man say that he have faith and I have works, show me faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by works. See, James knew somebody was going to always try to argue this. So he wanted you not just to hear his side of the argument. He wanted you to understand where the opposition was coming from. The opposition is going to say, I have faith and I have works. And he just said, okay, show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works, because my works prove out my faith. In other words, as the old church would say, as your mother and father probably say, you can't sit there on a stool of do nothing. You, If you got faith, you got to do something. You got to show some sign. Verse 19 and 20, um, he gives us the response that faith alone cannot save. 19 and 20. Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. 
the devils also believe and tremble. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? So he's given a response to the opposing viewpoint. But not only is he given a, a response to the opposing viewpoint, he wants us to have a clear understanding that the faith we're talking about in verse 19 and 20, that's only intellectual faith. Because the devil, he knew that there's a God. He believed and he trembled, but he didn't do anything about it. He didn't obey the will of God. He didn't follow the will of God. He was intellectually known to him that God was real, that Jesus is real, but his faith wouldn't cause him to act any different. Tell somebody you got to move past intellectual faith and tell somebody you got to move past intellectual and you got to move into spiritual. And if you have spiritual faith, not only are you going to believe, you're going to believe and you are going to do. Verse 21 through 25. James is just simply telling us faith and works are inseparable. They go hand in hand. Was not Abraham justified by works? When he offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar, see thou how faith wrought his works and by works was faith made perfect and the scripture was filled with saith abraham believed god and it was imputed to him for righteousness and he was called a friend of god ye see then how that faith by works a man is justified and not by faith only likewise also was not rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. See, these people all had faith. And since they had faith in God, they just didn't stick with faith. Their faith moved them to cause by action. Because we go back to the book of Genesis. God commanded Abraham. He said, I want you to offer your only son Isaac as a sacrifice. Abraham got up the next morning and he took his son Isaac to the mount called Mount Moriah. And when we get over there to the book of Genesis and Abraham is getting ready to offer his son Isaac on the mount called Mount Moriah. He asked him, he said, Father, I see an altar, but where is the sacrifice? And Abraham just simply replied, the Lord will provide his own self a sacrifice. Abraham had faith even when he didn't see his way. And we got to exhibit that same type of faith this morning, saints. Verse 26, as we complete the lesson. Verse 26 just simply says, For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also.
So once again, James is just confirming the proposition. In other words, he's done debating and his statement is, if we're going to say we have faith, we not only have to have faith in our talk, but we have to exude faith in our actions. I'm gonna hide behind the mountain. I'm gonna I came to realize I know that Jesus is Jesus is the mountain Ooh. I know that Jesus Jesus is Jesus is the mountain morning and an everlasting father we just trying to hide behind the mountain where the chilly winds don't blow we know this world is a cold and cruel place but we know we can hide behind that mountain that mountain is jesus and that mountain can save us from our enemies that mountain can deliver us from our enemies i'm going that mountain can deliver us from our enemies. And this morning, Father, we thank you for the mountain. We thank you that for we can have a hiding place. 
Some of us that try to hide behind mother, father, sister, or brother, and they have forsaken us. They have failed us. They had to leave on off the scene and leave us behind. But we know that Jesus is that mountain that we can hide ourselves behind from. We can hide ourselves from this world. We can hide ourselves from these trials and these tribulations. We can hide ourselves from our broken hearts this morning. As we realize, Father, that your son is the lifter of bowed down heads. Your son is the lifter of tear-stained eyes. Your son is the fixer of broken hearts. Your son is the fixer of minds. He's a mind regulator. He's a heart fixer. He makes our enemies leave us alone this morning, Father. So, Father... Help us to have faith in that true mountain. Help us to have faith in our deliverer, our savior, and our keeper. Forgive us of all our sins and our trespasses this day, Father. And help us down through this week, Father, that we might be more and more and more like you, Father. Because we're running, trying to make a hundred, realizing, Father, that ninety-nine and a half won't do. We thank you for all that you've done in our lives, and we ask that you continue to be faithful in our lives, Father. Help us to even fight ourselves, Father, when we want to go contrary to thy will or contrary to thy word. Help us to be more like you, Father. Make our enemies to be at peace. And for anyone that we've hurt, harmed, or or offend, or wrong, we ask that you put it in our hearts and our spirits, Father, to ask for forgiveness of them. Then put it in their hearts and their spirits that they forgive us of our transgressions as well, Father. Because we don't want anything to hinder us in our walk uh, with you, Father. But nevertheless, Father, let it not our will be done, but let thine will be done. In Jesus' blessed name, we say amen. This morning, Mount Olive, we have a treat. We, uh, uh, the pastor of Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church, the illustrious Reverend Woodrow Wilson, will be bringing the preach word this morning. So sit back and let's hear what the pastor has to say today. Good Sunday morning, good Sunday morning, good Sunday morning. Once again, welcome to Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church, where the illustrious Reverend Woodrow Wilson is pastor. We are blessed to hear from our pastor this Sunday. And this Sunday, we'll be speaking and getting insight from our pastor on the subject of James 2 and 26. When you get there, it reads on this wise. For the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Reverend Wilson, what are your thoughts on faith without works? Well, the scripture bears it out, makes it very plain to us. Over in Hebrews 4 and, uh, no, 11 and 6, 11, 5 and 6, where it says, uh, talks about uh, uh, Enoch, walk with God, and God, and he was not found because God had translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And then the next verse says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So this helps us to realize how important it is for us to have faith. And let us know if we don't have faith, 
We can't please God. All right. Once again, saints, we just need to keep that in mind. If we profess that we have faith, we must follow up our faith by some type of work, by some type of action. But we must not get it misconstrued. Our actions don't save us. It was the gift of God through his son Jesus that saved us, not of our works. Because it said that works don't save us, least any man should boast. We know we can't boast on our works. We can't boast in ourselves because there's none good but one. And the only thing that makes us justified in the sight of God is the remissions of sin by his son, Jesus Christ, and our faith in his word, our faith in God being our creator and our sustainer, and faith that God is able to see us through these tough and trying times that we have here today. So keep that in mind that as our pastor shared with us, faith Without works is dead, and just as the title of our lesson said, we just must do it. In other words, we can't just talk about it. We got to do it. We got to show some signs. The song said, if you got true religion, you ought to show some signs. So show some signs this week in your walk, in your talk, in your speech, and not just on the street. Our pastor would tell us to show some signs even when you're at home. I know you let your hair down at home and you think you got to live and talk and act a certain way, but you even got to show some signs in front of your children. You got to show some signs in front of your wife, in front of your husband. You got to show some signs in front of your grandchildren sometimes. So we got to not only talk about faith, but we got to show our faith even when the times look as dark and dim as they may. We got to not only hold to his hand and talk about hold to his hand, but we got to hold to his unchanging hand and we just last but not least have to have the testimony of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego the God that we serve is able but if not we still won't bow we still won't bend and we still won't break because we have faith and our faith is going to cause us to believe one more thing we look at Ephesians 2 8 and 9 which tell us for by faith are you saved through grace, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should faith, should any man should boast. So it's good for us to have faith in God. When we have faith in God, a lot of things that we don't understand it until God work it out for us. And I thank God for the members of Mount Olive and others too. How you all have been so faithful in caring for me and doing the things that I needed to have done for me. Thank you.
Come on, clap your hands. I mean, that's a cash of blessings that we won't never stop counting. Saints, we got to listen to that. Fight on. Ties right into the lesson that the pastor brought is just do it. Just fight on. Despite no matter how dark it may look, no spite how bleak it may seem, you just got to fight on. I know it don't seem like your prayers are being answered. I know it sometimes it don't seem like the situation is getting any better. But tell somebody, you got to fight on. The Bible teaches us that if you faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. So we got to fight on when it's good. We got to fight on when it's bad. Because what I learned about it, saints, sooner or later, everything, if you just keep on fighting, you keep on toiling, you keep on pressing, everything will be all right. As we leave today's broadcast, remember, before you pray for yourself, fight on to bend your knees and pray for somebody else in somebody else's situation. Although we are not connected due to the virus that's going on, we are connected in spirit. We may not be connected in physical proximity, but we are connected through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and our spiritual connection. Till next week, saints, if the Lord allow, remember, pray and Last but not least, just do it and fight on the good fight of faith.